Well, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time of day it is when you may hear this. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's edition of Bible Bites, episode 208. And we are reading the entire book of the Song of Solomon today, chapters 1 through 8. And, <clears throat> excuse me, as I read through this, there's one ma major theme that comes out. Now, this book is um, it's a love story. That's what it is. It's, it's a very uh, romantic kind of love story. But I believe that it's more than just um, a useful book for marriage counseling or teaching or whatever. That is one element of it <clears throat> that it can definitely help with. But I do believe that there's an overarching theme, and that is that it is to represent and show us <clears throat> the love relationship that is to exist between Christ and his church, not in a physical sense or in an immoral sense in any way, but in a spiritual sense, in a sense where our hearts are united together. And, you know, some people <clears throat> may not be able to understand that, but those who are in love with Jesus Christ, those who are in covenant with him, Beloved, this is what God wants us to understand, is that it is a love relationship. <clears throat> and it, so it's designed to be, I believe, included in the scriptures as a picture for us of Christ and the church. And you see, as you read through it, you hear the passion for each other. You know, there's two basic characters. There's several other characters. There's the daughters of Jerusalem, and there's a relative, and few other characters <coughs> excuse me my throat is bothering me today but there's the main characters are the Shulamite and the beloved the Shulamite represents the bride of Christ and the beloved represents the groom Jesus our groom and so you can hear the passion between them. You can hear them calling out to each other. You can hear them complimenting each other. You can hear them ex expressing <clears throat> their love and their appreciation for each other. And so this is designed to show us that there's so much more to the Christian life than just reading the Bible, praying every day, <clears throat> learning his word, obeying him. There's a secret place. There's a place of intimate, sweet fellowship with him. And that's what this theme is all about. It's having that kind of love and that kind of passion for that deeper place, for that sweet place with God. And so I want to encourage you today to be finding in God a secret place that you just steal away with him every day. Every day, make it a practice that, that it's, it's more than prayer. <clears throat> it's really a desire to be, to be united with him, to be just in that place where you just express your love for him and receive him expressing his love for you. And you see that throughout here. Let me just pick out just a few spots <clears throat> throughout this book. And, and let's see the love relationship between them. First of all, we have the bride in verse 4 of chapter 1. <clears throat> and what she's saying, she says, draw me away. Draw me away. 
you know, there used to be a commercial for a Calgon product, and it would say, Calgon, take me away. This is, no, this is so much better than that. This is draw me away, Jesus, draw me. Draw me to a place of intimacy with you. Draw me <clears throat> to a deeper place with you. Draw me to that place where I can express my love to you in a sweet fashion, and I can receive and hear you, your love for me. <clears throat> draw me away. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then when we go on over, let's see. I jotted down a few of these. I don't want to miss them. <clears throat> In chapter 2, he speaks, she speaks. The Shulamite speaks. <clears throat> and she's talking to others. And she says, he brought me to the banqueting house and his banner over me. <clears throat> is love. God's banner over his beloved is love, a desire for them. Sustain me with cakes of, ra of raisins. Refresh me with apples, for I am lovesick. The bride, <coughs> lovesick, in love with the groom. Hallelujah. And Paul tells us in the New Testament, he has espoused us as a bride to our groom. And he talks about how Christ loved the church, gave himself for her, that he might bring her to himself, a pure and spotless bride. In the scriptures, we see that Christ and the church is like a marriage. It's like a union. There is a love relationship there that God wants us to understand. Then when we go over to verse, or when we go down in verse 2, um, oh, listen to her. Verse 8, the voice of my beloved, behold, he comes, leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. She goes on and she talks about what he says in verse 10. My beloved spoke and said to me, rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. Come away. Then he, she repeats it in verse 13. Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. You know, we can be so busy in life, even in the work of the ministry, even in what God has called us to do, even in raising our families or investing in the kingdom of God, in whatever callings he's laid upon us, we can get so busy and so entrenched in doing, 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 that we're not being, that we're not coming away with him and just being in his presence, beholding his beauty, pouring our love upon him and receiving the love that he wants to pour upon us. <clears throat> in verse 16, notice this. <clears throat> she is confident. She says, my beloved is mine and I am his. He feeds his flock among the lilies. Beloved, we can know that my beloved is mine and I am his. He wants us to have that same confidence. In chapter 3, she says things like in verse 2, I will seek the one I love. Then she goes on and she's hunting him. She's searching him and she goes to the watchman in verse 3. And she says, have you seen the one I love? She's missing him when there's, there's any distance between them. She's missing him. 
She says in verse 4, When I found the one I love, I held him and would not let him go. Do we have that passion for Jesus? Do we have that passion that we hold on to him in a loving embrace and we will not let him go? We're in that place with him that is so sweet and so beautiful. Hallelujah. She repeats, oh yeah, in verse 16 about how she, her beloved is, is hers and, and she is his. She'll say that again later on in this book as well. Notice beginning in chapter 4, the groom, now we don't use these kind of terms today, so sometimes Hebrew poetry can maybe... Um, be, uh, bedazzle us a little bit. We don't speak like this, but notice in chapter 4, verse 1, he says, this is the beloved speaking, this is the groom speaking about his bride. Behold, you are fair or beautiful, my love. Behold, you are beautiful. Hear God speaking that to his bride. Behold, you are beautiful. <clears throat> he sees us as beautiful Notice in verse 7 of chapter 4, he says this, You are all fair, my love, and there is no spot in you. <clears throat> Jesus has washed us away, and now he sees us as beautiful with no spot whatsoever in us. In chapter 5, Verse 9, the Shulamite has been speaking in this chapter, just praising her love and talking about him and saying, hey, when you find him, if you find him, tell him I'm lovesick for him. And so we have these daughters of Jerusalem represented here in verse 9. What is your beloved more than any other beloved? O fairest among women, what is your beloved more than another beloved that you so charge us? In other words, what's so special? about him. Beloved, do we have a love relationship with Jesus that would be noticed by others that they would ask us, what's so special about Jesus? Why do you love him so? Why is he so much better than anybody else? Oh God, may the church of the living God have that kind of love and passion for Jesus Christ that it would cause people to say, what's so special about him? And then we can tell them, just like this Shulamite begins to do. And she begins to say, oh, but you don't know him. Oh, but you don't know him. You don't know how special he is to me. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Then in chapter 3, in chapter 6, I mean, <clears throat> she says again, I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. He feeds his flock among the lilies. She's praising him again. She's talking about how she's confident. She's his. She knows she's his and she knows he's hers. He's hers also. In verse 8 and 9 of that chapter, the beloved is speaking. And he talks about how she, 
<clears throat> She's the only one in his eyes. She, he's separated unto her. Beloved, did you know that your bridegroom Jesus is separate in a special relationship with his bride that he doesn't share with others? There's a specialness being in the bride of Christ. Oh, he's good to all. The Bible says he calls it to, to reign on the just and the unjust. But there's a special place in his heart for those who love him, for those who've entered a covenant relationship of love with him. He loves them far above others. Hallelujah. There's that special place. Notice in verse 10 of chapter 6. No, I'm sorry. In verse 10 of chapter 7. She says, I am my beloved's and his desire is toward me. She's confident. Not only does he love her, but he's for her. He desires her. He sees her as beautiful. He wants to be with her. And she's well aware of that. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> and then in chapter 8, she's noticed in verse 5, someone sees her. And they say, who is this coming up from the wilderness, leaning upon her beloved? Oh, she's so, she's so close to him. She's leaning on him. She's right there beside him as close as she can be. Beloved, we can lean on Jesus. Hallelujah. In verse 6, the Shulamite, the bride, is praying to her beloved, and she says, Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm, for love is as strong as death. Jealousy is cruel as the grave. Its flames are flames of fire, a most vehement flame. Oh, she's expressing a prayer to her beloved full of passion for him. May we have that same passion. Verse 7, Many waters cannot quench love, nor can the floods drown it. If a man would give for love all the wealth of his house, it would be utterly despised. Excuse me. Verse 7 speaks of that power of real love. Praise be to God. And verse 13, you who dwell in the gardens, the companions, listen for your voice. Let me hear it. This is the beloved speaking. Did you know that Jesus wants to hear you pouring your love out to him? He wants to hear you pull aside into the secret place with him and express how much you treasure him, how beautiful he is to you how much he, you love him and he loves you. He longs to hear your voice. So I think the, the message to us is for us to steal away with him, to steal away, to enter that place. Let us see the beauty of true love between Christ and the church and enter that place where there is a passion in us for just being with our love just being with our groom, just being with Jesus, the one who died so much. He loved us so much that he died so that we could be his bride. Oh, I pray that you have that love relationship with him today. May God bless you through the reading of his word and the study of his word. 
And I hope you can join us again, God willing, for more Bible Bites.